Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. So my hope for her is that as the head of community, I can eventually lead her into a place where she can start earning full-time on Clash. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech episode shout out goes to Dizzy, also called Diana. She goes by both. She's from Belarus. Just got to Los Angeles. We met at the LA Podcasters Meetup in person. So exciting to meet her. She even took the time to go through and write notes on everything she learned at the LA Podcasters Meetup in her latest Instagram post. Be sure to check her out on Instagram. D.L.I.A.S.H. K-E-V-I-C-H. That's D dot L-I-A-S-H. K-E-V-I-C-H. Dizzy, thank you so much for supporting We Are LA Tech. Your awesome social media posts. It was so much fun to see and so valuable for the community. Reach out to Dizzy on Instagram and let her know you found her via We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. So the reading list for 2021, we have Napoleon Hill, a bunch of Napoleon Hill, all sorts of books from Think and Grow Rich to Positive Action Plan. We have Journey to Exelon by Carlos Castaneda. Uh, that was recommended to me. Felix Dennis is an incredible entrepreneur. That was a book that I read a long time ago. One of the world's greatest entrepreneurs shares his secrets, how to get rich. And I know it sounds like a really scammy title, but it's actually, it was really, really great and an engaging book. And then Trans Surfing, a practical course in creating your own reality, which was recommended to me by my mentor. A lot of, you know, being a successful person has to do with mind state. So I want to make sure that I prep my mind state to be in its most powerful form to be able, like the book said, to create the reality that I'd like to have. And I think that's possible for all of us. And so let me know what book you're thinking about reading this year, something that really moved you. Reach out on even my personal Instagram or social at Esprit on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I'd love to hear your book recommendations. Enjoy the next episode. featuring LA Tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest. Welcome, Kyle. Hello. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Pretty, pretty good. So excited to have you on the show. Why don't we kick things off and go ahead and share a little bit about who you are and what you do? 
So my name is Kyle Harris. I work for a company called Clash and where I am the head of community. Our company is a monetization company who helps online content creators make money and engage with their fans. And I'm also an actor. So, okay, I want to hear about both things. First of all, let's get into the noun tech stuff just for like a quick sightsee visit. Tell us about acting, like technology and social to acting. What is your core passion behind acting? Yeah, so I've been interested in acting for, oh gosh, probably 15 years. Like when I was 15 years old, I saw uh, Shia LaBeouf in one of my favorite movies and I, you know, just loved everything he was doing. I've always loved the, just the idea of being on a film set. I love the idea of looking into actors and how they get into these roles. And uh, it just kind of snowballed into me 15 years later, finally getting the chance in my life to pursue acting, coming out to LA. I grew up in Arkansas, so it's very limited. Oh, nice. And, and what I could do yeah. out here yeah, it, it was just kind of a, a a long, long timeline of me trying to get into the to the world of acting, and I'm finally here. So um, I'm really excited about it. I'm actually starting acting classes with a guy named Anthony Mindel, who is probably one of the most renowned, I think, acting coaches in LA. So, how do you balance the two worlds? It doesn't sound like acting is just a hobby. It sounds like that's just as important to you mm-hmm. as being in the tech world. So how do you balance two lives that are equally important? Luckily, it's pretty easy with the world the way it is right now because everything you can do from your phone or your computer. And I'm currently back in Arkansas with my family just due to, to COVID. So it's been pretty easy because I can you know, do my classes at night and then I can work on class during the day. If I need anything from my team, they're just a Slack message away. So it's actually been pretty easy uh, to juggle both of those. Let's jump into Clash, monetizing for creators, big deal, and personal interest, leading a community. Let's start with what everybody wants to hear though. How does Clash monetize content for creators? (laughs) Well, we actually are about to launch a new feature in our app called Drops, and it should probably be coming out, I would say, within March or April. I don't want to put a hard date on it because we're not 100% sure yet, but our goal is to help creators monetize through their fans. So Mm -hmm. you've got uh, platforms like Patreon, OnlyFans, Kickstarter, where those are all tips or donations from fans to help creators you know, do what they love. So our theory through market research that we've done is that fans will tip the creators or help fund what they want to do. So we're looking at a system that's on the app where say your video goes viral on our app, we can turn on drops for that one video and allow people who see it to tip you between 10 cents mm. and $5. So that's kind of our, our model through monetization. And where in LA is Clash located? We were working out of a house in West Hollywood because we had a bunch of us who were kind of all over the country come and meet in LA. I just want to say that we did get tested for COVID every single week. (laughs) So we were very safe. But yeah, we, we were located in West Hollywood. And currently we're looking for another office or a house in the West Hollywood area just because that's kind of central and we really love that area. But everybody's kind of gone their separate ways for the holidays. And 
we're just kind of waiting to see what, you know, LA looks like in the next couple months. Totally. I actually predict that. Okay. So Leonardo DiCaprio, I don't know if you're aware is going all in on Los Angeles really wants to make it the tech city to save the world. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds like a, a Hollywood superhero movie, but with climate change, you know? And so I actually suspect because of what's happening with the pandemic, people leaving San Francisco in mass exodus, that LA will probably accelerate way beyond what it was even before the pandemic. Because now that people can live everywhere, people are going to want to live here. And right now you can still get amazing deals on rent and stuff like that because of what's going on with housing. I don't know. The buying market sounds like it's still pretty steep, but the rental market on the other hand. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, as you said, two or three months, but I do think LA is the city to be in. I think it's going to be exciting. And the people making the most of LA right now are going to be at the front, like when it all clears up. I think you're hundred percent right on that. It's exciting. So tell me about Clash. Why was Clash created? Like, where are you guys in the stage of the company? And, mm -hmm. you know, soon I want to get into the community behind it, but let's really like set a president, like who is Clash for and why was it created? What was the inspiration behind it? Why is it called Clash? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm curious about that too. Yeah. All the things. So Clash was created by a friend of mine, Brendan McNerney, who was a former Viner and started about two years ago, and it was kind of a replacement for Vine. So the way he tells the story, he's kind of like, I wanted to create an app that brought back the nostalgia of Vine. And over that time, it kind of evolved because we saw apps like Byte come out, you know, TikTok really came out on the rise. And then just through a lot of research and talking to creators about what they wanted, it kind of evolved into what it is now as more of a... Uh, a monetization tool rather than a social media app. So it's been really fun to work on this because we're getting a lot of feedback from creators about what they want because, you know, apps like TikTok, they do have the creator fund, but not everybody is able to, you know, take hold of that. Byte is kind of fizzling out from what we're seeing. And then just any other video apps, they don't really monetize. YouTube is, is not really working on monetization for creators. In fact, I think they're about to start putting ads on smaller creators' videos. So we're in a really good spot to, to come out as a monetization and video sharing app. And are you guys self-funded or is it VC or angel-backed? I don't know how much I'm allowed to say on this. Totally um, fine. Yeah, so I, I will say we are VC-funded, but I don't know that I'm allowed to say who. Totally fine. And how many people are on your team? Goodness, we probably have about 20 of us. Holy moly. Yeah. yeah we, and how uh, many creators are with Clash already? So currently we have, I would say, we're kind of in our beta stage. So looking around 500,000 users on the app. Mm -hmm. And that was through a lot of crazy press with the, uh, the TikTok stuff when that, when that ban was supposed to happen. Right. So we gained a lot of momentum during that. As far as active users, I don't have a number on that. I don't work on that side of the app. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I will say it is a very active and thriving place for creators. 
So from my understanding, you guys were the social media app kind of inspired by Vine, and now you're transitioning into being an app to help creators monetize. What does that look like? What were you before? And will you still be that in addition to monetization? Or is it going to just be completely monetization now? Yeah. So we did start as a video sharing app with monetization in mind, if that makes sense. So when we built the app, we did not have the tools to be able to monetize because that requires a lot of technical side on the engineering sides. And we're also dealing with people's money. So that requires a lot of just very meticulous engineering. So that's what we've been working on for the past, I would say, six months is trying to figure out how exactly to do that appropriately. But Yes. To go back to the point, we did start as a video sharing app with monetization in mind. And we are getting to a point now where we are about to roll out within the next, I would say, three or four months, the actual monetization features, which will allow any creator to come on the app, make content. And if they grow a fan base, those fans can then tip and they can earn. And before now, what did success look like for a creator? What are some examples that of success creators have experienced. And then once you turn on the monetization, what is your hope as a, as a company that creators will experience as a sign of success? I would say in terms of success for creators before the monetization, they were looking at video views and following. So we had a girl named Femi who is a uh, black creator and she's a wonderful editor and so just so funny. She started with Zero, a very organic creator. And she has since, within the last three months, gained 2,000 followers on our app. That's so and cool. Yeah, it's great because for us, nobody really knew who she was. And now she's got 2,000 people who are following her and just enjoying her videos. So my hope for her is that as the head of community, I can eventually lead her into a place where she can start earning full-time on Clash. So essentially that's what the future of success looks like, that she goes from getting these followers and now she could be living full-time on creating the content. Talk to me about community building. What does your day-to-day look like? And what are kind of the core principles you lead by as the head of community? So for me with Clash, I've been on a lot of different social media apps. And one of my biggest complaints is that there's no direct line between creator and the team that works on the app. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just it, it's just so hard to get in touch with anybody. So my way of leading a clash is to be very transparent and very open. We actually have a Discord channel where I've brought in some of the top creators from Clash and we allow them to beta test. We allow them to know everything that's going on aside from you know funding and things like that. But I just try to be as as transparent as I can and to take as much feedback from the creators as I can because, you know, they are the ones who are going to be using the app. Right. So I've told the team that, you know, we need to be looking at how the creators are using the app because we're the ones who are giving them this gift, but we're not the ones using it. We're, we, you know, we'll scroll through it and look at the content that's on there, but they're the ones who are actually going to be using the app. So We should be taking that feedback seriously and implementing the things that make sense. And what LA tech companies or talent have you come across outside Clash, of course, who have really impressed you? Recently, Twitter. 
You mean because of Twitter spaces? Yes. <laughs> yes. And they are an LA tech company now. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Recent, recently, I would say Twitter because of Twitter spaces. Um, you know, before that, like, I don't, I don't think we really had a company that, that I've been on that's been as transparent as I'm trying to be. I actually am taking a lot from what Twitter is doing with spaces and mm. how they're talking to the users. We've kind of got like a masterclass now of how to talk to our users and creators. Wait, okay. So you and I are both super on the inside, but I found out very recently that most people don't know what Twitter Spaces is. So please explain. Yeah. <laughs> we, You and I are on an inside bubble. That Do you know there's only yeah. a thousand people that even have access to it right now? I did not know that. I knew yeah. it was very limited, but... I didn't know it was a thousand people who have access. That's, I mean, maybe now it's fifteen hundred, but I mean, it's yeah. very small. So we're on a in, really inside a bubble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I didn't know that. I, I'm not very aware of things like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I Twitter's, should say, I should say, access to create spaces. Yeah, okay. and you'd have to know who those thousand people are and be able to follow them at exactly the right time. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> to be able to see one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess spaces is kind of cool though. I mean, I've seen a lot of things about clubhouse and I won't get into the politics of what's going on there, but I know a lot of people are unhappy there. And so if you're new to spaces, it is an audio only platform on Twitter and you can have up to, I think 10 speakers in the room with you along with however many people decide to join or find your space. So it could be up to 100,000 people who are listening, which is kind of insane. But I think it's a great tool. I actually, I love sitting in on those. And you know what's so cool, you guys, is that um, right now, if you hunt down who the engineers behind Spaces are, which I have done, and you follow them, you legit hear the inner workings of Spaces. It's wild like just what they're thinking about how they're doing their rollout what concerns went into it you hear them asking feedback and it's pretty wild to hear such a a huge like behemoth of a company and you're in this like little small room with like i don't know 20 people like hearing the engineer being like oh man this is what we were worried (laughs) we're like how am i exposed to this (laughs) yeah it really makes it feel like a small company Totally. That, that's kind of what I love about it. So totally, totally. And so that's a, that's a really unique answer. So definitely, you guys, I think it's at Spaces on Twitter if you want to start like checking them out. Um, Kyle, where can people connect with you on social or where, what's best? Yeah, I'm mostly active on Twitter. It's it's Kyle Harris. And uh, I mean, you can find me on Instagram, same handle, but I'm probably more vocal and more active on Twitter. Cool. And so that's I-T-S-K-Y-L-E-H-A-R-R-I-S. And actually, super random question. How would you make the most of being on Twitter as a professional? Any tip? Any like insider? Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, I would say there's a couple of things that I really try to do. One, follow people who you're interested in, the kind of topics that they're talking about. I found that it's really, really hard when you follow a ton of people because your timeline just get clogged. Yeah. Uh, I like to follow people, you know, in tech, in acting, in film. And that really allows me to go on and enjoy Twitter and cut through all the the BS, you know. 
in terms of creating content, I would say also engage with those people because creating content on Twitter is actually sending a reply or it's retweeting somebody as a quote tweet and adding on your thoughts to that. You know, just go on there every day and, and find something that resonates with you or put out your thoughts on 280 characters or use the voice feature and, you know, talk about what's on your mind. People will find you if you're connecting with the right people. Awesome. And a couple last questions. One is, have you guys at Clash accessed any LA tech resources? Maybe it's an event or an accelerator or a networking group or an organization, any kind of resources related in LA? So I don't think so. We've kind of been like bare bones, just Clash team right now, just because of COVID and everything. But we have connected with a lot of people through um, like Collab, who is a kind of a digital rights management company. So Brendan, the founder of Clash, actually used to work for Collab and be signed with them when he was on Vine. So we've utilized them for different content. Um, we've also connected with a ton of like TikTok creators who we're you know in talks with about bringing on to Clash and monetizing their content. Where in LA is Collab located? Do you know? I think the collab office is in downtown LA. I have not actually worked with them myself. Totally. And I feel like everybody's kind of like, even I gave up my Santa Monica sound studio during the pandemic. So I feel like, like it's hard now is now it's hard to say like, Hey, where are you based? Because everybody's so just, I mean, I heard it speaking of Twitter. I heard even Twitter's not coming back to office, maybe, maybe in a year or something, but it's wild. Last selfish question is I'm obsessed with productivity and software and just apps and all that. What is your favorite? It could be software, app, hardware, your favorite tool. My favorite tool besides my iPhone. You know, I think I I really love Slack just because that's, that's where we live. And, you know, it's so easy to send and share there. I mean, Slack or Twitter, I I, I use Twitter as a tool. So (laughs) if there's one thing we could do as a community to accelerate you and your success and and clash in in its success, what would that ask be? I would just say, take a look at clash and ask questions about it. You know, there may be some things that we haven't thought about that other people are wondering, and that's great feedback to have. So you can check it out. It's clashapp.co for our website. And we're currently in the iOS store working on our Android side, but take a look at it. And we're open to any feedback that anybody has. Are you guys hiring even interns or, or full-time or anything? Should every people look at your jobs board? I don't think we're hiring publicly. I know we will be in the future just because we did just receive a good amount of funding. So we'll be able to hire more engineers and devs and things like that. So, And if you could have one thing to feel more connected to the LA tech community, just as a community member yourself, something, especially in this pandemic, when everything is bonkers for you, other than being in person, (laughs) missing to feel connection to others in the LA tech community. You know, it's funny because I really don't know that many people in the LA tech community. I have been in the social media world for a long time as an influencer or as a creator, but never on this side. So I think just getting to, to know people maybe through Twitter lists or, or some sort of like forum or anything really. 
Because again, like I said, I, I don't know anybody in the LA tech scene. So we got to fix that for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. I actually, ha- I'm stewing up something pretty epic. I'm even thinking maybe I'll tell you, well, you know what? I'll talk about it right now. So I thought we're recording this on Christmas Eve and I thought that it might be cool tomorrow on Christmas. There's a cool site where you could do speed networking, but it's like kind, it's not games, but it's like gamified communication. And so you have cool short convos. You're not like in that awkward situation where you're like, oh my gosh, this person like is not my vibe. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it'd be cool just to do that for the community, do a little one hour sesh tomorrow on Christmas day for any stragglers who don't have someone else to be with. Like why not all connect with one another? So yeah, it sounds cool. (laughs) Sweet. So be on the lookout, everyone. Kyle, thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more amazing people in the LA Tech community. Remember to go to the We Are LA Tech Facebook at wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having me. Hi, this is Kyle Harris. I am the head of community at Clash. We are a monetization and video sharing app based in West Hollywood, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Anna Freeberg. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.